Welcome to Rainer's Radio, practical training for joint heirs with Christ, with your host, Diane Thomas. Good evening, and welcome to Rainer's Radio. This is Diane Thomas, your host. As usual, let's just take a moment and relax. Anything else that's going on, let's just fall by the wayside. Just be open to anything that the Lord wants to bring to your attention or even just let him minister to you in whatever way he chooses. Remember, he is love and he expresses that love through giving, through expressing himself to us. And part of the reason he wants us to become whole, complete, entire spirit, soul, and body is so that he can give more of himself to us fully. He is outward giving. He is not a, he is a giver, not a taker. And if you and I are also spirit beings, you and I are also givers, not takers. Now, there's a time for accepting truth. You know, um, somebody says you did a good job. Yeah, we want to be able to say, well, thank you. But our first thought is we give. Our nature is we give. We, we sh- What's inside, we're so full of it, it wants out. And that's part of our job here on this earth, is to learn how to live like that, how, to, how our soul is to line up with and become one with our spirit, loving and giving. So we've been talking about learning about the supernatural realm. Now think about what your perception is of when I say supernatural realm or solical realm or even spiritual realm, what connotations does that have? A lot of times people think when they think supernatural, it's scary or they don't want to have anything to do with it or the opposite. They, they want to, there's an inordinate curiosity where there's, an expectation and a focus on certain approaches to what the supernatural realm is. A lot of times people associate the occult and witchcraft and the demonics with the supernatural realm. Also, angels and messengers and all kinds of good things associated with the supernatural realm. We want to stop and think a little bit about is are those expectations, are those stereotypes accurate? And the reason we want to think about that is the more we are open to the reality of whatever that supernatural realm is, the more we'll be able to accept what God is teaching us. If you go into a math class and you're sure that 2 plus 2 equals 5, 
that's going to interfere with every other math problem, learning new kinds of math, learning anything else about anything to do with numbers. And so the more we can think about what we believe to be true and have that line up next to the reality of the truth about what, the, for instance, what the supernatural realm is, the more we're going to be able to have a profitable learning experience in the supernatural realm, in the soulical realm, and yes, even in the spiritual realm. We've started this many years ago with the emphasis that the supernatural and the spiritual are two different things. Now, we don't get all upset or uptight about people interchanging it linguistically, but it is important that we understand the difference practically. So spirit is anything to do with God, the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit, and also, if we are born again, we are either dead in our spirit or alive in our spirit. If you're a living spirit, spirit begets spirit. You are one with God. So there's only two categories of being, even though they're actually one, in the spirit realm. And those are God and living spirit beings like you and I if we've been born again. Now, in the supernatural realm, we really don't have a full accounting of how many supernatural beings there are. We can broadly say that there are soulical beings, like you and I, where we have a soul, and maybe animals, and maybe angels, and maybe demons, and maybe aliens, and maybe ghosts, who knows. The point being is that they function and exist on the supernatural realm, not the spiritual realm. Now, one of the reasons this is important, and we'll talk about this later, is that the realm that is whatever you're experiencing is involved in establishes the power and authority of whoever's involved in that situation. Now, obviously, God is the creator of the supernatural realm. God is the creator of the natural realm. God has the power and authority over the supernatural realm, and the natural realm. And therefore, as a spirit being, you have the power and authority over the supernatural realm and the natural realm. And I think that's a lot of what Jesus, when he was walking around with his disciples, that's what he was teaching his disciples. Because if you look through how many times the miracles he performed were exercising authority over either the natural realm, turning water into wine, for instance, or the supernatural realm, where he cast out devils and raised the dead. Those are supernatural occurrences. He showed 
this is what it looks like to have and exercise power and authority in and over that realm. Now, if you're a person that is not born again, you are not a living spirit being, even though you have the capacity to be respirited. You don't have that power and authority in and over the supernatural realm. You have it within the supernatural realm and over the natural realm. This is how beings, and this is part of our, our challenge of how we're learning this. You're, when you're part of a realm, you have a different kind of authority than when you're over a realm. Clearly, God, and, and by position, by, by possession, by being one with God, God has absolute power and authority over everything he's created, which is everything. Now we're in him. So you and I have absolute power and authority over everything that he's created, which is everything. Now when we start to think about that, that kind of is, you know, either, you know, we we either scoff at that or, uh, you know, try to go off on our own and see how that works. But when we, again, when we look at the example that Jesus was teaching his disciples, he started with teaching them how to exercise authority over the natural realm. And then he moved on to how to exercise power and authority over the supernatural realm. And I love the scripture where it says that, you know, Jesus did so many things while he was here on this earth that there would not be enough books to contain it. If, they, if every experience, everything he did was written down, there would not be enough books to contain it. So we just have a very small portion of the things that Jesus said and did. Fortunately, God is right there with you. Jesus himself is right there with you, your older brother your joint heir, your co-inheritor with him. And you've been re-spirited. You're one in God. So you're ready to be taught how to exercise the power and authority that you already have in and over the supernatural realm and in and over the natural realm. Now here's something just to, to consider is there's no... In the spirit realm, there's no need for power and authority because everything is already perfected. It's all God. So there's no shadow of turning. There's no change. Nothing needs to be corrected or even learned. Your spirit, who you truly are, knows everything. Every question you've ever had, you already have the answer. And that's why God sometimes gives us a question that we can't seem to find the answer to because he wants to draw us to, he wants to draw our soul back to our spirit. So there are times that we persist until we hear him say, this is enough. 
my grace is sufficient for you. This is all we're going to, this is all you're getting out of me. But when we look at the supernatural realm, the more we can, and all these beings, the more we can look at honestly and objectively what we believe, what we think, just surface. We don't need to delve into, you know, where did this come from? You know, where's my, where's the first time I thought angels had wings, for instance, and, you know, feathery wings, and demons had leathery wings. You know, when they're uh, all, you know, demons are all, have the leather wings and the long nails and the sharp teeth and, you know, they're bat-like and they all scrunched over and they they make terrible noises and they have red eyes and red skin. And angels are, you know, tall and wear robes and have feather wings and have, sometimes have halos and they're beautiful, they ha- they're beautiful people and they wear sandals and they sometimes carry a trumpet or a harp. We don't need to go, okay, now, did I see that in the book? Where did that come from? But the more we can go, okay, and this is something I challenge you to do. You know, Lord, is that an accurate representation of an angel? Now, we can start with the whole idea, or a demon, whichever you prefer, we can start with the, the supposition that we don't know what we don't know. So this is simply opening the door to a discussion with God, your teacher, about things that you thought you might know. And this is how we learn about the supernatural realm. We just start. We just If there's another area of interest, start there. You know, how is there gravity in the supernatural realm? Good question. Is in the nat or in the supernatural realm? In the natural realm, we have gravity, we have time, we have day and night. Is there anything like that in the supernatural realm? You know, um, how do they communicate with one another? How do they communicate with God? The, you know, do they? Do they talk? Do they use a language? Do they have their own language? Things like that. Whatever you're interested in, just start asking. God, this is what I think. This is what I believe. Is this true? And let him reveal to you. And then come share it with us. Drop drop me a line. Go to the Facebook page. Go to the website. Send me a, go use the contact form. And we'll hope, you know, probably just to give us a heads up, I'm looking to migrate the whole website to a different host. So if you try to do that at some point in time, you may receive a, a holding message. It's just we're moving. So looking to set up a better way of communicating about some of these things as we start getting into um, actually finding out what, we're each experiencing and learning, so we can share that a little bit more easily. But for instance, let's talk about, well, let's talk about something non-supernatural. Let's, when I say the word pilgrim, we just had Thanksgiving. When I say the word pilgrim, what do you think? What image comes to your mind? For most people, it's either, you know, the, the Mayflower, the um, 
you know, the, the ship, or it's people wearing that hat, that big black hat with the wide brim and it's tall and has that big buckle on it, and the shoes with the black and they're shiny and they're pointy and they have the big buckle and maybe they're wearing the big buckle and maybe they have the white stockings. So we think, okay, and they're all sitting around a table cutting turkey. Well, that that's not at all accurate. That's not at all what the pilgrims in actuality wore. They wore fur and linen and just like any other pioneer, you know, they they did not wear any formal attire like that. That was that became a style for uh, wealthy people in cities, you know, far, much far, much later in history, and uh, in some our artists represented pilgrims that way just because they thought it looked oldy, old-timey. It looked old. So they were representing, they thought pilgrims would, would look like trying to get people to understand that it was a different time period. They could have just as easily represented them as wearing fur skin hats, you know, like Daniel Boone, and leather jackets, and leather pants, and linen dresses, and bonnets. That would have been much closer to the reality. The way the pilgrims looked was not any different than any other pioneer that came to North America. But for certain representations, they were given certain characteristics. So then we look at, okay, what is our thought about, let's start with angels. We have this idea, or some of us, about angels having these big wings with feathers, feathered wings. And they're usually white. And to fly, they extend their wings and flap them, I guess, and go somewhere else. But then when we start looking at who did, who you know, do we really think that's the case? Do we really think angels, these supernatural beings, need wings, feather wings? And when we start thinking about it, we can go, okay, when did that start? And we can look back at literature and art and we can see the artists represented wings on angels simply as a way to show that these creatures could travel quickly back and forth. They didn't need to walk. They could just fly. They could just go be transported from here to there. And this goes you know, all the way back to, you know, pre-biblical times, pre, you know, other civilizations have these same kinds of concepts, that the wings are simply to present a non-human mode of transportation. 
But that's something for you to ask God. God, do angels have wings with feathers? It's the same way with demons. Do demons have leather wings? Or were they simply given those characteristics to represent that they also have a non-human way of movement, of being transported from one spot to another. And even just this little conversation, what this does is it gives you a little objectivity to stop and think, okay, what is the truth here? What, you know, and it just gives you a little freedom to question and ask and ask God and he will talk to you about it. And what's great is that it doesn't mean anything. There's nothing riding on these questions. There's no, you don't get any brownie points and you don't lose it. You know, if you make a mistake, that's fine too. This is simply curiosity and education and learning. Now, one thing to remember, well, many things to remember, but this one will start here. When we talk about angels, there are, we know that there are, from scriptures, and not just the scriptures that we refer to as the Bible, but other kinds of civilizations have different kinds of descriptions of different kinds of encounters. And But even in the scriptures, we have encounters people, figures having encounters with angelic beings, but different descriptions of those beings. Very often they're just simply referred to as men or men of God or a bright light or the, you know, the dove that came down when, when Jesus was baptized. There's many different descriptions of beings, supernatural beings, and, you know, perhaps spiritual beings. The point being that we have associations that as we start to learn, those associations have to change, have to be flexible. One of the Talking about angels and demons, one of the things we want to remember is that basically that the devil is a liar. Okay, he's he can present himself as an angel of light. And so as we learn to see different into the supernatural realm and into the different solical realms, our senses are quickened and we start to see things different but we still don't want to trust those senses we are we are everything we're experiencing everything we're learning we always take it back to god this is one of the reasons that no matter what else you do continue to maintain spending time with god Always take your homework back to God. And by that I just mean, you know, Lord, is there anything you want to say about this? It doesn't have to be a big, huge, drawn-out thing. 
am I missing anything here? I still have some questions about this, but, you know, am I on the right track? And again, very often he won't answer right then. But then the next time you you ask him about, okay, why do, you know, why did you create demons? He might say, well, for you, for your sake. And you hearing it from somebody else, maybe you have a question about a doctrine you're, you've been taught that is rubbing up against other things that you're starting to believe. You go, God, who's who's right? These two don't seem to be able to co- coexist. And you might say, well, neither one of them are completely accurate. That's just a for instance. Or you might say, you're right, one of them is wrong. Or, you know, I want to talk to you about something else. The point is, is we're on a journey. It's the process that matters. Not getting somewhere. God is going to get you where you need to be when you need to be there. Because you are his purpose. Our process is developing in us those things that God has set aside for us to learn here on this earth, starting with Adam and Eve. Again, just going back, Adam and Eve did not have any needs while they were in the garden. Every need was met. But as soon as they were kicked out and their spirit no longer met the needs of their soul. And just think about starting from scratch. They they had to rethink who they were, their own identity, their own existence, who God was. They had to rethink. You know, when they were walking around in the garden, they had angels walking with them, and probably demons too, and all the animals were walking around with them at their beck and call. They had the same authority and power that God did. It's, you know, I don't think that the encounter with the quote-unquote snake in the garden, that was the great temptation, don't think that was the first encounter with the devil or a demon. I think he, they encountered them all the time. It just didn't matter because they had the power and authority and they knew what to do with it because they were one with God. But for some reason, God pulled away. And we've talked many times that one of the things that I think is clear that they did not have, could not have experienced was appreciation they did because they all they took for granted rightfully so the presence of god they couldn't appreciate the presence of god without it being taken away so this is where we are relearning relationships with the supernatural realm that adam and eve started out with all every All of creation, God created all of creation. He created everything in the supernatural realm, everything in the natural realm. And we were in God when he did that, you and I. 
So we're, we're coming back the same path that Adam and Eve came out of. We're walking, we're returning in the same and recovering the same understanding that they had when they were one in God. Because you and I are one in God, as Adam and Eve were, but we have appreciation. What we don't have is understanding and experience. But that's up to God. And our soul, we have, we have wounds, we, have, we believe lies, we have burdens and, and curses that we're, we're dealing with, but these are all things God is, has arranged for each one of us individually, for his purpose which is, again, to bring us into oneness. So we've talked about angels, about this is what we think, you know, they all have, you know, oh, and a trumpet, you know, the harp and the trumpet and the, you know, bugle, what, you know, different kind of musical instruments, or their messengers and, or their scribe angels, or different kinds of angels do different kinds of things. But what, what marks them is an angel. They're wearing a robe, they have a, you know, sandals, they have, you know, they're beautiful people, and they have white wings. And just ask God, is that true? Likewise for the demons. You think of a demon, what do you think of? And ask God, is that true? If there's anything else you have any question about, what does heaven look like? God, is my thinking, this is what, this is what I think heaven is, is this accurate? This is what I think hell is. Is this accurate? And just start there. Start wherever you're at. Just start the conversation. That's the only thing that's important. So so thanks for tuning in. Feel free to drop me a line at dianeattherainersclub.org. We'll be getting back together again the same time next week. Until then, this has been Diane Thomas of Rainers Radio. Have a great night.